0: hey there welcome to behind the scoreline the name of this episode is literally called behind the scoreline because today we're going to dissect a game that just finished an hour ago chelsea playing for him the scoreline was 0-0 quite disappointing for me as a chelsea guy but there were some positives as well or maybe some things to take home i mean I was so excited to see Enzo Fernandez's first game. He played fantastic, especially the first half. He was energetic. His passing was ridiculous, insane. I mean, also a breath of fresh air when you consider the level of passing we've been accustomed to as a team and the level of service that we've been getting like our mostly our our strikers the, the level of service they've been getting was has been quite poor but yeah um, I saw one or two passes from him that were quite fantastic and most of them were just beautiful passes to be honest progressive passes which is what Chelsea's been lacking progressive passes that are just going to break the lines and you know go forward but then again he can only pass he can't convert he can dictate things from further up the pitch which is where the problems came and yeah a lot of players are not worthy of playing for Chelsea I'll just put it out there straightforward a lot of players are not worthy of playing for Chelsea or not worthy of being in a starting lineup let's just start there being in a starting lineup I mean missing mound off from Conor Gallagher I don't know what he's doing in that football club he's so energetic but he's doing nothing I think that's the funniest thing about him is that he's so energetic, he's always um you know you know when someone is busy, but you can't see what they're busy with. That's that's Conor Gallagher. He's so busy almost all the time. But you can't see his impact. You simply cannot. But then again, uh yeah, we await the return of Ngolo Kante. I think once he comes back him and Enzo so in that double pivot that'll be quite good and stabilizing as well. You know. Um another player that I think he certainly needs a break. And by a break I don't mean he needs to bench. You no, know? I don't I think he needs to probably fake an injury and just, you know, stay away from football for like two months find himself i I don't know what find himself means but just stay away from football he shouldn't be playing football on a professional level he he he, he's bad he's bad missing mount mr chelsea himself the back-to-back chelsea player of the of the season for the past two years um yeah he's, he's not playing well at all at all he has no creativity i mean he's still missing amount of old the work rate is there but the work rate doesn't amount to much he gets easily frustrated and yeah man, he doesn't pick out the right passes. He's like he can't even do simple passes like switch switch off play from one side to another. He can do that. Mason Mount can simply cannot do that. So yeah, um that is quite that is quite disappointing to say the least guess James came back, he was he was alright, he was alright. But credit, credit to Marco Silva for the work he's been doing with Fulham. Fantastic work. Fantastic work. And the acquisitions as well, they've been very good. Especially the acquisition of uh, Jao Palhina and Andres Pereira. Most, I mean, Andres Pereira has been a revelation. Simply superb. Sensational. I think uh, if you take Andres Pereira, put him in that Chelsea team as a CAM central attacking midfielder for those who are not uh, uh, accustomed to the language he would be fantastic i think uh, chelsea needs a player of andres pereira's profile just his profile is enough cuz he links the 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 defense to the front to the front line and also he links the defensive mids like if you're playing in a double pivot so basically if chelsea had andres pereira instead of mason mount they would have won the game simple Two goals, at least two goals, because the quality of Pereira, uh, especially this season, has been fantastic and he knows the process, he knows how to break the lines, you know, operate between the lines of the position lines, so he's been quite fantastic and yeah, um, Fulham played very well. But you could tell they were very conservative as compared to the three weeks ago when they played Chelsea. They were, they were constantly gunning for a goal. They were looking to score all the time. But today they were quite conservative. So yeah, um, I think this episode is... But yeah, that's, that's what's been happening. Um, what else is there to say? Creation was chances created were very very low, like really low. Chelsea weren't creating chances. Um, but I think a large part of it was due to coaching. Because I have a problem with, with Graham Potter. As much as I like him and the type of football he wants to play. He hasn't I think he's had enough time with Tego Silva and Badiashil for him to I don't know. Coach coach them on how to progress forward, how to move the ball forward into dangerous areas. But I haven't seen that happen. They take so long for them to us to the midfield. It's like the ball moves up the pitch very slow. So I think that's a problem and it's a coaching problem. And I saw something very, very, very good from Buddy Achille. He He's always looking for those line-breaking passes. So always looking for them and he's very good, his passing is, is superb, superb and yeah I think if more of those passes are seen and they get to progress further up the pitch like very quickly then the opposition won't have time to set up and obviously there's always an element of predictability with how Chelsea play so I think that really hurt them that they were quite predictable in how they went to play. And again we saw Rhys James is back, so what happens to the attack? It's lopsided to the right side now, like every ball is through Rhys James, and I think, I mean, it's not bad, but it's bad when you have ZH and James on the same wing, because they, essentially they play the same in terms of, so their provision from the wing to the goal mouse is the same, it's crossing. So at least if you have a direct player like Madueke or Joe Felix or even Mudrik moving to that side, James side, then you get to have a variety of like players that are different with how they attack the goals. You have one who's going to cross and one who's going to uh, take players one-on-one and be direct. And I think we saw that with Madueke as well, but then he seemed to be doing a lot of cutting in. Which resembles crossing as well, but he was he was very active in a good way. I think that his activity um, was very good even the work rate especially when he first came in and he's actually bigger than I thought he would be so yeah That's something else But other than that There really isn't much Much to say except that there's a lot of work that needs to be done Before they can get to where they want to be Yeah, but yeah. um